Warning, this is a satirical rugby podcast for degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anyone in between. If that sounds like you, you've come to the right place. If you're easily offended, oh well, who cares, who knows, why bother? Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Welcome back, welcome back. But before we do that, listen to that trumpet just purr. So we're going to do something a little different this week to start you off. Introducing, drum roll. Uncle Johnny's State of the Rugby Union. Welcome, Ruggers and Rugger lovers. It was a hot weekend out there for rugby all across the country. Weekend update. Congratulations to the Lindenwood women beating life in the D1 women's final. Really impressive. Congrats to BYU and Penn State also for standing up for what they believe in and not playing on a terrible pitch in the third place women's game. Congratulations to Life Men for crushing Cal in the D1A final. Unbelievable 60-5 to romp. And Belmont Shore beating on back in the PRP final. Also a shock, but not to the boys in Belmont. So lots of good action out there. And on to the MLR. The word of the week, according to Pee Wee Herman, is parody. <laughs> parody. Lots of surprises out there. We had Austin winning 30-17 to over NOLA. And we actually had Austin favored by 9. And, or actually, NOLA favored by 9. San Diego beat Houston 35-32. And we had the Sabercats favored by 8. Glendale over Utah 36-29. Did not come close to covering our spread of 28. Utah showing up, which was impressive. That's what happens when you eat chalk, Johnny. You get bit in the ass. <laughs> we went all with the favorites right down the row. We got killed for it. Everybody who's deemed rugby media here in the U.S., nobody predicted this week. It was our upset week. Yeah, it's great to see, really. The fans had a great show out there. And the rugby community wants to see that really close competition out there between these teams. So let's check in with Harpo and get his hot take. Hey, it's Uncle Johnny and BT from Rugby Pick'em. How you doing, buddy? Here I am, knocked out in the middle of Glenwood Springs, just loving life. God's country. How's the weather? Hot. It hit 83 degrees. I guess I'm getting soft in my elder years. 83 is now hot, but it was awesome. The snow is melting, the rivers are rising, and the eagles are just flying up and down the uh, rivers. You beauty. Well, we're hot off of week three in the MLR. What's your hot take? Well, that's a pretty good question. There's actually uh, more leak parity from uh, first to last than I originally thought. I mean, uh, there's, there's only five points that separate the fourth place team from the uh bottom of the table, which is Utah, and there's only five points that separate off, so everybody still has a chance for the playoffs. I mean, geez, the season is almost uh, 
halfway through. After this weekend, I'll be halfway through the season. What a week to show that parody. Everybody's kind of uh, chipping at each other there. Yeah, well, you know, uh, my, uh, uh, you know, I, I've gotten uh, uh, two out of three on the over, and uh, I predicted uh, Glendale would get uh, uh, between 62 and 69, 67 points on their own. Well, I, I hit the, uh, I hit the uh, uh, over, which was 65. You know, I was uh, uh, very, very wrong in predicting that Glendale, Glendale would put up uh, 62 to 67 by themselves. However, I was very, very correct in betting the over. So that makes me a very, very lucky, degenerate gambler. <laughs> Well, we'll call you back here with our picks coming up for week four. I'm looking forward to uh, what the over-under might be in the uh, San Diego uh, Glinda. I got to try and make her three for four. All right, just let me know when you get that over. All right, be safe. Oh, Harpo, always full of his tricks. And if you want to talk with somebody about the weather, he's your guy. All day, all night. Uh, But let's get into the matches. And uh, we had a little Thursday, Friday, Saturday night lineup. I really liked it. As a consumer who's not going to be at those games outside of Denver, it was great. I got home from work, popped the stream up, and uh, just watched the game. It really spaces out the action pretty well. You got a, a game to consume each night. Sometimes on a Saturday, even when you're playing a rugby game, there's just information overflow. Oh, yeah. I like to take it in, in drops. Um, but we had the Nola Gold on the road. Um, at Austin Elite. Austin was hosting his first match. And uh, Holden Younger, we found he has a new nickname, the Vampire. We love it. Uh, his top knot was back. His chops were flowing. He continues to slay the hair game that we respect so much on Rugby Pick'em. Um, I think the top knot actually got additional growth in the bye week. It was a little bouncier. It wasn't as knotted as hard, so we saw a little flare out of that top knot. And, uh, man, he, he, he keeps firing up for that spiciest scrummy of the week. Um, he had a, l- a little niggling. I think he actually triggers people. Like, his, his look is so intimidating that he gets other people pissed off. And uh, we saw it with a little throat jab exchange with uh, Sonny Taylor uh, from the Austin Elite, who had a hell of a game. But he did have a, a play he wanted back. Sonny Taylor! Don't Taylor's lost it on the line! Goodness gracious! Taylor had his lunch stolen. What in the hell were you thinking, son? But yeah, Johnny, it was a hell of a game. What did you see out there? I saw a lot of physicality, but a lot of errors defensively from both sides. I don't think the week off really did Nola any favors. Uh, it seemed like they oxidized a little bit during the week off and had to come out and try to knock that rust off. So um, they need to kind of get back in, in, in the saddle. Yeah, Nola hasn't played a home game yet. I think it's good to start the season on the road when you're sharp and healthy. Um, but Austin ended up running away this game. Yeah, we saw Hanko continue to do his thing on the field, playing like an absolute savage. The Terminator, the Hammer, whatever you want to call him, he is impossible to stop one-on-one. He's going to be an eagle for a long time. There was some nasty, uh, a nasty collision with Sebastian Calm. Prayers go out to him. We know how rough concussion and head injuries are. We saw him go down, and, and the ref was on it. You know, he, he made sure that he went through the concussion protocol. They actually brought the camera down field level. I thought I was going to get our first live stream concussion protocol, <laughs> but they did cut away. Austin played physical. They needed that. 
and they clearly had some different difference makers from New York uh, roll up into town and step up. One of them, Ned Hudson. Hudson has it. Hudson, bust through. Look at him go. Flying. Ned Hudson. He's been reeled in here. No, he's not. Hudson. Rolling defenders like Park Cars. He gets a double. It's delight for Austin Elite. Don't pop the champagne yet, but get the glasses ready. But it was back and forth in the second half. Um, Nola did play some tight D at times. Uh, but in the end, Hodson gashed him. Sonny Taylor played a hell of a game. Honko is all over the place. Austin overpowers Nola at home and closes their first match. It's impressive, and it's what Austin needed. It's not what Nola needed, but uh, they have a chance to bounce back next week. On to the next game, which was not just the game of the week. Game of the year in week three. My God, it went to the death. It had just a bit of everything that you love as a rugby fan. And uh, let me just say, I had a long week. I got home on a Friday. I got my stream up. And all of a sudden, I'm doing that Friday nap. I know everybody does it. They do it right when you get home Friday. You try and sneak a quick one in. But I did miss the first 20 minutes. That's on me. That's a journalism error right there. (laughs) You can't nap. You can't nap when the game's on. Uh, Houston was wearing their Bumblebee jerseys. Probably some fans that like that, but uh, to be honest, it was a little scary to my eyes. Meanwhile, San Diego's got the best jerseys in the league. Yeah. The they're bla- making those X-Blades look good somehow. The black and red is very, very sharp. And uh, Johnny, I call him as I see him. I went with my guy Salader for their uh, try. Great. He got three in the first half. Yeah, he's got great footwork <sighs> and just a good fan combination is lethal. Packy was trumpeting him up all day, all game. And by the way, let me just say, Grant Cole, I know you had a bye week on the mic, but Packy went and snatched, he snatched the crown back this week, doing double duties Thursday night, hopping on a plane, coming back on this Friday night game. Our announcer of the week, Packy, snatches that crown back from Grant Cole, but don't sleep on Grant Cole. But yeah, Sal Bear apparently is 6'5", so there's some rig jealousy there as well floating around a back that moves like that is six five he's a beast yeah um but matias is really exciting to watch he's the kind of wing that just every time he touches it you're moving to the edge of your seat he had line breaks all day houston scored though and scored in buckets mills was good off the tee i am curious why assumption came off the bench because i feel like in this short MLR year, you, you got to just shoot your shot every game. I don't know if they're just trying to get other guys' reps. And what yeah, do you I, think? I think they're picking on form, and uh, these teams are deep, and I think the competition is, is pretty heated, especially there in the back row where you have a lot of depth. It was score for score in the second half. Rob Hoadley, the uh, San Diego League and coach, in his halftime interview, I mean, I just love that every time this guy gets behind the microphone, he looks like a chilled out surf instructor that's going to like, you know, maybe holler at your mom, whether she's married, divorced, whatever. He's, he's going to spit game at her. I th- I'd say he's given us the most um, personality on these halftime mics. First of all, let me just say, I love these the entire productions because... There's basically the two guys in the booth and the sideline person trying to get it done, get the minimum takes that they need to get in order for a live stream. I've loved it so far. ESPN Plus, keep it up. CBS Sports, loving what you're putting out there. Uh, But the second half, it was back and forth. 
and at the death. Well, with about 10 minutes, was it eight minutes left? Kalenisau with a drop kick attempt out of nowhere. Masia Kalenisau! Can you believe it? In the words of Ron Burgundy, you stay classy, it's over! Osea Kalenisau. Drop goal. With a drop goal. Just smoked it. Extends the lead. It was just a dead flat kick, and it went over. It was a nice. I think the hooker was right in the line and the kicking line, and had to like dive out of the way right as he realized Colony was about to drop Cole. Uh, yeah, that was brilliant, and it put him ahead by four, which really could have made the difference, and it forced uh, a really competitive last uh, five seven minutes. Yeah, San Diego had no choice but to be aggressive. They know they needed to try. So it's the most tense final five minutes I've ever seen in rugby. The MLR media is tweeting their balls off. Everybody's going crazy. And we cut to one of the best sideline interviews that I've ever heard. Let's go down to Stacy. Well, Osea Kalinasau, of course, his teammates, his coaching staff, his fans will tell you that his play is worth a million bucks. In Fiji, he's worth $7. How about this? The $7 bill, the only one in currency in the world, and Osea Kalinasau graces the cover of this. They commemorated the team. They also commemorated, excuse me, gosh, he's worth so much money, I hardly can put a word together. (laughs) Of course, Packy sends her off like a true professional. Well, Stacey, I'll take it off your hands for 10 US dollars if you want. No, make it a thousand. It's absolutely brilliant. The Colony Sow $7 bill. Hey, Johnny, I'll give you $10 for it. Ah! <laughs> so, so the clock, it's brilliant. The it's... clock's just winding down. Houston turns over a line out off a not straight throw. You can't have that. They give it back to San Diego. And sure enough, tick, tick, tick. You need to be so accurate up front. They've got it on the line. Yes, that could be a try. We are Legion. They've got it. We are Legion. All-time call for Packy. He was waiting on that one. He yeah. uh, he had it in the pocket. He goes, if they score this game-winning try, I know what I'm going with. So give the San Diego forwards some credit because they came back at the end and had a couple strong pick-and-go runs uh, to, to chip away down in close and get that try. Uh, they've been berated early season, but they came back and, and showed well. Even though their scrums weren't terribly solid, they got some scrum penalties along the way. Um, so they, you know, Pat Blair's running around there playing hooker, doing pretty well. Uh, they had... Dolph Bolta, really in there solidifying their scrum a little bit. They still have some question marks in the forwards, but they got it done at the end and scored at the death to win. So the San Diego backs carried the day, but the forwards closed it out. What do you think about Houston? We got really confused week one when they kind of got put down at home by NOLA. But I still think this is a really good potentially final four team that just lost a close game and everybody's going to overreact and do that thing where we're like, is Houston for real? Well, yeah. I mean, I I think they're relatively consistent. Um, They kind of had a down day, but they're missing VC who, who has been good for at least a try a game. VC and (laughs) Colony Sal just showing his versatility and value to the, to the club. Uh, Trueville leading, leading around out there, but uh, I think they're they're going to be a pretty con- continue to be a pretty consistent team, hard to beat. And on to the last game, Glendale at Utah. 
uh, Glendale been, have been playing quite well. And Utah were a question mark, but they sure did show up at home. Don Patti bringing a spark at, back there at fullback. Angus McClellan try, tie the game at 10 to 10. He got a little shout out for his hair game, that nice little curly Q fro. Johnny, just a real quick on the announcers. Dan Power called a great game, but his co-host had a uh, little tiny gems like this one. Johnny, you played a lot of rugby in your time. Those guys are tough to tackle. They're all arms and legs. It's hard to find a sweet spot on them. Yeah, well, my wife likes rugby players' legs. She likes mine the most. That's a man who loves his wife. He cannot stop thinking about her, even as he calls a rugby game. Early on, Johnny had Sam Fig the dot. Sure enough, Sam Fig got it out wide from Will McGee. Warriors scrambling to get back. McGee, big oh, locked it past Fig for the corner. One to beat Fig, too big, too strong, too fast. Raptors are in. And um, later on in the game, there might have been the biggest hit of the season. Don, Don Patty broke the line with that beautiful flow out the back of his scrum cap. And cut inside in the last second, and Sam Fig laid into him. And it was one of those hits that just seemed like two trains colliding. You could see that Fig was really shaken from the hit. Usually that happens when a player kind of readjusts his angle at the last second. So, like, Fig's leaning in to give him a pretty big hit. But Don Patti cut back into him in a way that I'm sure everybody will see it on the replay. You could hear their bone shudder. That was a crack. But this game went back and forth. Uh, again, a lot of the slop turnovers. Davey Williams probably uh, gave his boys to talk into at halftime because it looked flat from Glendale. I mean, they score and they're clinical when, when they get the space. But um, it was really impressive what you saw from Utah battling at home. And really helping Glendale at the end there, uh, a baller run from Harley Davidson. They call him the pinball and watch that run again on the highlights or rewatch the game at the end there where he pinballs off of five, six defenders to set up uh, a score for them. Archibald, out to Davidson. The footwork from That's Davidson. Can he hit the throttle? Davidson. Well, the engines are revving. They're not going to catch Harley Davidson. And it really, uh, you know, he's he's getting better and better out there on the wing, strong runner, and just really hard to bring down. So he was a highlight for Glendale. So Utah goes up in the second half. They're sitting there ready to get their first win, and um, then Glendale chips away, plays for uh, territory, and then Bryce Campbell cuts the line up, and then there is a follow-up score in the corner. And I said it last week, and I just call him how I see him. Kurt Morath in that goal line D. Not so hot. Letting him down again, eh? Those last two tries, I don't know if it was just a miscommunication or a business decision, but the one in the corner was clear cut. Glendale wins but doesn't cover our spread. It was a tight game, and they'll remain unbeaten. Utah will remain winless, but I'm going to say this right now. Utah, best winless team in the NRL. Hot take. Hot take. They were looking pretty impressive. I think they're going to claw up and at least contend for that four spot. I don't think they're going to be bottom of the barrel week in and week out. I really do think they're going to be better. They're just assembled late. Don Pathy's a playmaker. It's going to happen. Good to see the competition. Parody, parody, parody. On to voicemails. Hello, President Donald Trump here calling to speak with TB and Uncle Johnny uh, regarding your comments. This is President Donald Trump. 
calling to clear the air regarding my friend Doug Schoeninger and the comments you've made about him. He's a great, great, great man, and I am not happy with how you've been treating him, what you've been saying about his organization, Pro Rugby. I do not believe that it was a failure. It is a success, and that will be proven in many ways which you do not know. So I don't know who TB and Uncle Yanni are, but you better watch out because I'm going to build a wall around your podcast, and that's it. Take care. Bye. Well, thank you, Mr. President. I appreciate the fact that you listen to Rugby Pick'em. Um, we're just calling him how we see him. All we want to do is thank Doug for the job he's done in making MLR such a success. It couldn't happen without pro rugby. And, Doug, we just want to thank you. Um, we don't want any beef with you or your friend, Mr. Trump. But we would like to revisit history as we do on the Rugby Pick'em Pod. And we will go back in time to the spring of 2016 where a beautiful, beautiful New York Times article was published about Doug's passion for the league that he started. One man's quest to get Americans to care about rugby. A rugby man, Douglas Schoeninger. He was hard-pressed to explain it even to himself. Possibly the whole idea was daft. His rugby dream, the aspiration to start a professional rugby league in North America, had taken over his life. He had him raiding his bank account to pay for logos, trademarks, websites. For visa specialist branding wizards, a high-powered sports lawyer, he had him hacking through jungles of marketing jargon. His midtown Manhattan office was cluttered with cartons of new business cards, boxes of hats, sample jerseys. There was a litter of unorganized receipts on the desk. In 18 months, he'd racked up 250,000 frequent flyer miles. He'd watched the Rugby World Cup in London with the Royal Box at Olympic Stadium. Someone joked he could plunge New Zealand into a national depression if he lured their stars to America. He delved into venue contracts, hot dog sales projections, and turf heights on rugby-compliant fields. In conversation after conversation, on the phone, by email, and in person, at mixers and conferences, in airports and foyers and hallways, he pitched his plans, parried critics, and cajoled skeptics into the fold. Some guardians of amateur rugby were threatened by the prospect of losing prized club players to a pro league. Some just wondered who the hell he was. Douglas Schoeninger, a not particularly athletic 55-year-old former bond trader who had never played rugby, who dimly remembered seeing a few games 30 or 40 years ago, but didn't know a ruck from a mall or a lock from a hooker until he bought a copy of, quote, Rugby Union for Dummies. Dougie, Dougie, Dougie Show. Thank you from Rugby Pick'em once again for signing off on shitty puff pieces like this New York Times article. The MLR could not have happened without you. Our player tri-pool from last week. I hit on Sam Fig, the nice try for Glendale. And BT, you hit on Salabert and Bryce Campbell. Do I, do I get three points for Salabert? 
Three first half tries? He had you earned that. I feel points. like that's fair. He's a baller. Good pick. Six five. This right. week's picks. Uh I've got Chad London, Nate Augsburger, Roland Suniula, and my lock, Ryan Matthews. Matthias. Lightning. In yeah, a bottle. He's good. Open that bottle up and see what happens. <laughs> I got Ned Hodson. Give me the hot hand. Ned Hodson! Um, he came in and really made an impact for Austin. I expect him to make the same impact this week. I haven't gone with Kalina Sal yet, but the man's all over the ball. He's got his fingerprints all over the DNA of every game. And Don Patti as well, a fullback who really sees the entire field, touches the ball all the time. And my lock, I'm going fullback heavy. Actually, I'm going back heavy this week. Whew, I might have nothing before it's come close. Maximo de Achaval, the wizard, is going to score this weekend at home. Those are some good picks. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt McCarthy, a rugby wrap-up, the greatest of all time when it comes to rugby shows. But you are listening to Rugby Pick'em. Now, BT. Yeah? Let's get to the juice. Who you got? This week's spreads. Uh, game one, Austin at Utah, Friday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time on CBS Sportsnet. Uh, I'm saying this is a pretty even game. Let's, Aust- call, let's call it what it is. Bottom of the table clash. Austin, they're both looking strong though, right? So the parody theme is coming along here. I think with Austin traveling, uh, I'm going to go Austin plus two at Utah. So Utah favored by two. Dare we say this is a must win. It's only an eight week regular season. Talking about game four, potentially going 0-3 or 1-3. Call it a must win. Game two, Seattle at NOLA, Saturday, noon central time on Cox Root Sport and ESPN+. Plus. I actually heard some Seawolves fans have chartered a boat to go from Seattle into the River Delta for the game in New Orleans. It's going to be a hell of a trek. So they're going through the Panama Canal. Oh, yeah, they pre-booked their tickets. Down the coast, through the Panama Canal, up through the Gulf. Up to no, yeah, that's a nice. That should be a nice cruise. Those SeaWolves fans are diehards. Seattle coming in off a bye week, looking strong, but they've got to travel. I've still got Seattle minus nine, uh, favored on the road. <sighs> Seattle off the bye week on the road and still a nine point favorite. This is tough for me because I've seen what Nola can do in that week one clash. They really pulled the foot off the gas, but. You know what they say, traveling east, it's not good on the body. It's also a game at noon. So, Seattle, I think they're going to struggle with this travel. Give me NOLA at home to cover that nine-point spread. You don't think Seattle can wake up and play at 10 a.m. Pacific time? (laughs) It'll be a stretch, but, yeah, that's that's an added challenge for them. In game three, San Diego at Glendale. Our choice for Game of the Week, we'll have boots on the ground there. It's Sunday, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Nice Sunday night rugby. Uh, Who needs football? Local Channel 4 in San Diego will be broadcasting this game, along with AT&T Sports and streaming on ESPN+. Still haven't gotten uh, charged for my monthly subscription, so I must be doing something right. We're going to have San Diego plus eight at Glendale. So Glendale coming in uh, as favorites still, uh, but only by eight points based on San Diego's solid performance last week. But uh, Glendale's body of work is keeping them as solid favorites, I feel. 
Yeah. Yeah. We have doubted the Legion, uh, but they've fronted at home two weeks in a row. Can they get it done on the road? They pushed Seattle pretty hard in week one, but we saw the problems in the scrum. They seem to have fixed that. Uh, I'll still take Glendale to cover at home. You kidding me? Those Glendale backs, when they get cooking, look out. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, too. So we'll set the line here for the over-under and call our scoops expert. Let's dial up Harpo. Harpo. I'm on the train. I'm rolling into uh, Union Station in about two hours. All right, you're going to stay in Denver a couple days? Because guess what? We changed the game of the week. We're going top of the table clash. San Diego Legion in town to face the Raptors. Setting the over-under in a nice little sexy 69. What do you think? 69. Wow. Uh, that's pretty high. And... Um, um, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that Glendale's probably working on their defense this week, and uh, I hope they get a few players back. I mean, geez, uh, if it wasn't for that motorcycle guy, uh, Harley Davidson, in the last 10 minutes of the last match, they would have lost it. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm going with the under this week. There's going to be a lot of, uh, there's gonna be a lot of points scored. I'm looking at 30 something to 20 something. And just because of Glendale's death, I think that uh, they, they should pull it off because of the death. Uh, it's going to be tough for them because they're really going to lose about, what, five, six guys to the Eagle Pool coming up. But they have a couple of weeks off and uh, to, to rest up and get back the uh, suspended players. Well, one of them's actually an Eagle anyway. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with the under. But, uh, I got, I got a question for you guys. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, it's like uh, uh, on the over-under. Uh, that referee, uh, Chris, uh, Mr. Hallmark Asmus, he's awarded one try per match that wasn't a try. So I'm going to set the over-under on whatever match he does uh, this week at one and a half. Uh, that uh, he awards uh, tries that are not tries. Do you think he's in on the take? Uh, with that? I said, you think he's in on the take? If anybody knows, it's uh, you. I know what kind of circles you run in. No, I don't believe that at all. It's just that it's, uh, his ego just gets in the way. He's a good referee, but his ego gets in the way of calling a game for the players and for the crowd. I mean, geez, you know, all those people at the Glendale game, it's like they wanted to watch 15 against 15. They're watching 15 against 12, 14 against 13. It's like... It's just, uh, just uh, okay, but if a player gets a red card in a suspension for a pit tackle, then why shouldn't a referee get a suspension for awarding a tie that is not a tie? Hot take. Harpo just wants to live in a world where uh, they're accountable. We're defending refs this week. We, we've been a little harsh. We know it's a tough job, and uh, for the most part, they had a clean week in week three. Um, Harpo, thank you so much. Hopefully we'll see hey, you at the game. One, one, one last thing, my boy Jack went from uh, went from dead last to uh, fifth place, and uh, uh, in the Kentucky Derby. And speaking of night at the races, Saturday night the Rock House Pub at twenty eight seventy five Blake Street. The doors open at six p.m. There's going to be a uh, fundraiser for the Denver Barbarians. So. Uh, I'm rolling in on the train, and I'll be walking on down to the uh, fundraiser and uh, 
try my luck uh, betting on uh, all those old horses that run like the old boys. Harpo, I cannot wait to see what your version of Derby attire looks like. You heard it here, folks. Harpo, he hates 69. He thinks it's unsanitary. He's going under. Under. Take him. If you're going to be in Denver, specifically Glendale, for our game of the week, the top of the clash, top of the table clash. Just retake the whole thing. All right. And hey, rugby fans, if you're going to be in Colorado, if you're going to be in Glendale, we'll have boots on the ground for our top of the table clash. San Diego Legion at Glendale. Come find us. We want to hear from the listeners. If you have a funny prop bet, a great story from a drink up or tour, or just a cheeky quip, call 970-645-6222 and leave a voicemail. If the audio is good, we'll use it next week's pick'em. Again, 970-645-6222.